This is the Business on Top podcast with Shane Chernoff, VJ Patel, and Ben Siegel. You wake up in the morning, you say, I put on my big boy pants. Look, I'm wearing a belt. I got big boy pants on. And I was like, oh, damn, like, I didn't get a picture for the gram. Woody Williams was career 132 and 116 and was an all-star in 2003 for the Cardinals. Nice. Who came up with that band name? Chumbawamba. I don't know. It's like Oompa Loompa, but Chumbawamba. The Business on Top Podcast. I am back. What it do, baby? Woo! Oh. Episode 39? Episode 39. Episode 39. Almost 40. Almost 40. We're right, right around the corner to 50, which is pretty crazy to think about. Episode 39 here. Business on Top Podcast, Ben Siegel, to my left, Mr. Shane Chernoff. Across the table, BJ Patel. I'm great. I am great. So um, we're going to – this is a little different. Usually Shane leads off the show. But, um, you know, I figured why not. It's episode 39. uh, I'll try and guide the sports segment to see if I could do it as well as Shane normally does. Yeah, I may or may not have been fired because I didn't get no. to my thoughts on the, on the election. <laughs> the election but, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm letting you think about it. We got a lot to talk about yeah. on the show today. So, as most of our shows go, we want to get the sports. Um, we got a lot to talk about with sports, as we always do. There's a lot going on. We got the Olympics, we got the NBA draft, and we got the MLB trade deadline that just passed. Usually, this seems like such a dead time in sports, but yes. I don't know if it's like the pandemic or something like that, where both the free agencies are running together. It's NHL free agency, NBA free agency, the yeah. draft just and happened, the, the Olympics training helps t- camp. The yeah. Olympics doesn't hurt. Yeah, normally, yeah, I would say July is usually the worst month because um, it's just baseball normally, but we the pandemic kind of messed the timeline with everything up it kind of pushed the nba draft back pushed free agency back so july was actually a good month of sports Great um, month. arguably especially the this best past week yeah the best mlb trade lo- deadline in how long that yeah, was yeah. Wild. probably the, the our biggest one lifetime. that i can remember since i mean probably 2008 when manny ramirez yes. went to the dodgers and uh Sabathia ended up going, I think, that same season to Milwaukee. To Milwaukee, yeah. and essentially carried the Brewers eleven complete games down the stretch. Got yes, into the playoffs. That, if you look at his stat line when he was on Milwaukee, that man single-handedly carried Milwaukee. I think what were they at the in? expense of the Mets, who were yeah. who I think that year had a three-game division lead. Going it truly into it. is amazing what that man did for Milwaukee. Like his his jersey should be retired. He as com- a brewer. He commented on an Instagram post about like, him being dealt at the deadline. He needs a statue is what he needs. Yes. And he said that was that was like the best time in my entire career. Does that surprise you at all? Somebody who played for the Yankees saying that, well, a half season in Milwaukee was the best time of my career? Um, No, because he didn't have much pressure. I mean, I don't remember where Milwaukee – Milwaukee was in the hunt. I mean, if they were trading for him, they had to have been in the hunt. But – the NL Central is always a really tight division normally, and it usually comes down to September. Um, you know, in New York, he's got a lot more pressure, um, you know, especially in the AL East, one of the tougher divisions. So you'd think being the NL Central, like, they were the underdogs, and he was he was the big dog that they traded for. So it was like he, he's, he's the type of alpha pitcher where he loves the pressure and he loves the expected, you know, like, go out and win us a game. Yeah, and, uh, I, I think I, I think you brought up a good point saying that even though he is a pressure pitcher, 
I would imagine dealing with the very friendly Milwaukee media is different than you know yeah. having to go back and forth with guys from the Post and the yeah. Times every single day in the clubhouse for years. Like I'm sure he admired his time with the Yankees, but when you're pitching as well as you do, I'm sure those guys are bringing in like cheese and chocolate. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was yeah. pounding fun, culvers. Fun oh, that was like uh, Captain Crunch. I mean, he, yeah, that was his Captain thing. Captain Crunch. Yeah. yeah. He, he he ballooned, and I mean, it didn't affect his pitching. The guy was a cheat code for those two and a half months. Also, keep in mind, when he was in New York, like, towards the, the back half, like, if you remember, he lost some weight in New York, and he started pitching, like, really bad. Like, he started getting rocked, and everyone was like, all right, just, like, keep suck eating, it up for your career. Eating start eating again. Put the weight back on, and you'll lose it when you retire. I think it affects your your balance your momentum yeah as a pitcher i mean you have to throw harder if you're losing weight yeah hey, it never it's affected like, bart bart yeah, yeah well, Bart's still chilling at like 40 Bart's an alien old. okay yeah Bar- bartola <laughs> cologne is is still hanging out in uh i think the dominican throwing uh yeah. throwing like 85 miles per hour but he's just probably like throwing bp to the D- dominican olympic team and hitting bombs and hitting bombs. I, wait, he, they should have made him part of the olympic team that people would have tuned in to see bartolo <laughs> they should have put him in the home run derby the next time the the san diego padre or petco park has a derby he should be like the guest appearance he you, carried baseball for like a good amount of time it, all right popularity it's still unbelievable bartolo cologne pitched for the yankees okay he pitched for the Yankees, I don't know, it was mid-2000s, yep. and he was throwing high 80s. Like he, he would top out at 91, right? All of a sudden, this guy goes to Europe. He gets stem cell like uh, injections in his neck or his arm, wherever he got him. I have confirmed that he's from the Dominican, so I'm okay, safe there. Okay, good. So, okay, we don't have to cut anything out. Um, this guy comes back to the U.S. after stem cells, and this guy's throwing like 95 <laughs> two-seamers like – Sawn bats left and right. This dude's like 39 yeah. years old. He's throwing 95. So, so like, let's let's man, actually talk about this a little bit more. Didn't Peyton so Manning get the same kind yes. of surgery? Yes. But so his didn't go as well as Bartolo's. That, right. right. that was what, like 2011, 2012-ish? Because his, ERA, his ERA with the Yankees at 38 years old was 4.0. And then two seasons later, as a 40-year-old in Oakland, it drops to 2.65. Yeah. yeah. I wish they showed miles per hour because it was significantly higher post-stem cell. He finished sixth in the Cy Young yeah. voting that year. Yeah. So uh, fast forward to this deadline. What he obviously biggest surprises. Yeah. With the Mets? Oh, yeah. That was crazy. I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's he awesome. He did really well. You remember? Like, oh, my God. The man might end up in the hall. He might sneak his way into the hall. I don't know what his, like, total wins hall? are. <laughs> Against Joey Chestnut. Um, Yeah, no, the trade deadline this year was bonkers. Was the biggest surprise is what? uh, Rizzo and Gallo going to the Yankees? I am... I'd say Scherzer. Oh, Scherzer and Trey Trey Turner. I'm surprised that the Nationals gave up as soon as they did. But also, the Cubs did it in a way where... I mean, those three guys were gone in a span of 24 hours. Yeah. I I guess it's a little bit the same with Washington, where you had Trey Turner, very good, talented young infielder, and their franchise pitcher were traded to the Dodgers in the same transaction. But it is surprising to me that you have a Cubs team that was only four games under 500. They weren't willing to re to rebuild, even keep one guy from that group. So bias, Danny, or uh, Danny bias, Jesus. Oh, uh, here he Ho- goes. Javi bias. I almost did Jose bias. Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo are all out of there in 24 hours. So now it's the either the Cardinals or the the Brewers division to lose. I know the Reds are doing pretty well this season too. They're in the hunt. So what's yeah. going through like a GM's mind, like clearing like for the Cubs, like what what's going through your mind getting rid of the whole team, pretty much? 
I mean, like you got to think. I mean, Rizzo's a free. I think all three of them might be free agents after the, the year. Are ten games out. I did not know that. Um, so you got to assume the guy like assumed. I guess they weren't going to re-sign with the Cubs. And right. um, well, not just that. New GM, right? It, those are those are Theo Epstein's players. Mm-hmm. So you got a guy coming in that's got a vision of the team. He's taking a look at the salary and what he can what he can get, even though there's no cap. At the same time, there is a competitive luxury tax. So you have a GM that's sitting there and saying okay, how do I make this team into my image the way that I want it to look? And you've got to get rid of some bad, you know, bad expiring contracts, get some prospects back. Mm-hmm. And that's what he figured. He said, look, I don't care that the fans celebrated their first World Series in 108 years with, with these players who are part of the core. They got to go because I got to keep this team competitive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you see that not only in baseball, but like football. You see that in every sport. A GM wants to make his mark on the team and gets rid of guys from the old regime um a la nicks donnie walsh when they were building that playoff team yeah that barnyani trade and worked then, out um, well yeah well the knicks we'll talk about that on the nbc or we'll talk <laughs> about that later in the show with the trade deadline i guess but um i think it's crazy with the mlb trade deadline how all the trades affected essentially two divisions is the nl west and the al east and it was a domino effect right because you saw um the dodgers get turner and scherzer and then the Giants went out and got the Chris big, Bryant. They're the big winner of the deadline, right? Yeah. It would be it would be disingenuous to say that any other team might. Be. Yeah, I mean it's clear they they know their window is like now. Yeah. So they got they won last year, which was like defend the title. They still have Mookie. Do you Betts. count it as a? I mean, I guess you count it as a World Series you in the short of the season. Justin Turner had COVID in the middle of the celebration. Side note: and It doesn't uh, Turner had COVID in the middle of the game. Yeah. Asterisk, yep. Yeah, but um, they're they're going for it. So the Giants made a move to get Brian, and then you had the AL East, where obviously the Yanks like we need to make a move. We got we were third in the division. We got Gallo and Rizzo, and then you saw the Blue Jays got Barrios, and then the Red Sox got Schwarber. So um, where did Kimbrel go? The White Sox. Yeah, he, that they, was a big move they too. Across, he didn't even have to move. No, yeah. he just he just <laughs> took a different train. He took an Uber. He might have gotten closer <laughs> to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know you, you saw two divisions kind of. Um, domino effect, like they one team made a move. Clothes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The pinstripes change colors. Yeah. I guess. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a amazing deadline. Uh, Jeff Passan was definitely made his year salary in those forty eight hours on how Twitter. How much? Yeah. Well, without recklessly speculating on uh, what he has to do, I'm thinking I'm thinking at least like coffee and then he just like stirs in a monster yeah the, on like trade deadline day yeah. for jeff passan and I mean, if Woj, not more Woj when he does the NBA yeah trade so deadline. jeff passan is to the mlb what adam schefter is to the nfl and what Woj is right. to the it's mlb although the deadline yeah. the deadline with the nfl isn't as crazy although i guess there are more storylines to report so schefter stays busy pretty schefter's much big round. schefter schefter's like saving grace is I think fantasy related. Like he tells you pretty much like if the guy's out or in. According uh, to my sources, him, him or Jay Glazer. He's Jay Glazer. questionable for Sunday. We need him on against like the that. Packers. We need Schefter Frankie, on the pod. Please, Frankie, get him on. Yeah, get him on after Jeff Bezos. Uh, <laughs> Would you like me to continue in character as as Adam Schefter, guys? When fantasy football, when our in a couple episodes, when fantasy football's around the corner, we're gonna have to do a. You'll you'll do the your do own Frank Caliendo, yeah, Schefter. I'll be just Five be a minutes. piano bar. Yeah, you can yeah, just yeah. tell me what what imitations yeah. to do. But um, um, yeah. staying on baseball, I know somebody but, who does a good Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll get him. We'll get him or her on. We're gonna score. 
Um, staying on baseball, the Mets obviously like were in yep. the news for baseball, not for the trade deadline, but for the MLB draft pick that they made um, this year. Kumar Rocker out of Vandy, their first-round pick. They did not sign, which is rare. Indian representing. Yeah. Indian, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it is interesting that, that that happened. And, I mean, it makes a lot of sense when you consider who his agent is. Yes. He, Kumar Rocker has Scott Boris, who's perhaps the most um, reviled. Hun- yeah, like money-hungry, reviled uh, agent in the game. And uh, executives are sick of him, and, and and owners are sick of him as well. And, and Steve Cohen finally stood up to him and essentially said, Look, we're not going to bow to your terms. And in case you you all weren't aware, uh, apparently the the health status of Kumar Rocker was an issue to the point where Scott Boris ended up saying, "You need to see he needs to see my doctor to get medical clearance. He's going to sign a very specific. I believe it was a six million dollar signing bonus. Otherwise, he was not going to join the team." And Steve Cohen said, "You know what? Whatever. We'll take we'll take the same pick next year, and and we'll take our chances." And what Scott Boris has said, you know, he's not backing down either. To his credit, he said, "Well, that's fine. Kumar Rocker's going to stay ready. He's not going to go back to Vanderbilt." So if we're looking at uh, specifically, it was it was the MRIs, and uh, there are there's some issue with respect to his shoulder and elbow, and. It, What's happening is you're starting to see, I guess, a little bit of degeneration in, in both of those. And that was what the Mets were concerned about. So now you have somebody who you felt was a steal in the draft. There are some questions about his medical history, and you end up not not taking that player. I mean, it's not unheard of. There's precedent to it, but you don't see something like that very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we touched on a pre-show. Um it's just kind of weird you know he declined um i guess the mlb selected certain amount of uh potential first round picks to go to some sort of mri screening before the draft and he declined um which i guess i was reading isn't normal out of um top 10 picks but um you'd think if everything was all right he would just say all right like with what the mets you know it's very it's just something seems a little shady yeah um but we were uh, we were talking about this pre-show, and I, I told you I'd save it for the show to play devil's advocate. Um, part of me thinks the Mets should have signed him, maybe not to the value that he was worth. Again, like maybe you know use the leverage where look, your arm's not where we want it to be. We'll offer you this, take it or leave it. Um, which I don't know if if actually happened, but you know what I think about is letting him walk is the fear of like the drew Brees, right where you had doctors kind of saying like his career's over he's not gonna he's not gonna do much don't sign him this is the dolphins i think the hang up i think the hang up is a signing bonus because if you have somebody unlike you know the nfl generally your minor league players and your draft picks have to work their way through the minors it's not like somebody's going to be joining the big league roster and contributing right away. Right. So what Scott Boris is, is essentially saying with his client is he won't submit to a pre-draft physical, which many uh, you know contemporary draft picks, most draft picks are going to agree to a pre-draft physical by their team before they end up signing. That's mm-hmm. a very odd request. And so what Steve Cohen said was, unless I get a picture of this guy's medical history, past, present, and future, there's no way I can properly value him, and there's no way that I can 
that I can spend six million dollars to to get him as a signing bonus because there's no guarantee that he's even going to make the big league roster. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're it's risk management at that point, right? So, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I mean, what 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 do the Mets do moving forward though? Like, is there a plan? The Mets are focused on the on making the playoffs right now. I mean. Whether they get a draft pick uh, next year in the same slot or not, that remains to be seen. Kumar Rocker might come to the table, and I, I, I assume that he's property of the Mets until the June draft. Is there a window where I? Because I don't even know. I don't know how that works. Yeah, like, I don't it, know. It, have they missed the boat on signing him, and then he just goes back into the draft pool after a year? Because it seems kind of counterintuitive. I would assume that he's not. I mean, the Mets didn't sign him, so I would assume he's like quote unquote a free agent, but. I, I don't know how it works. He's with, like in per, we, this like weird draft purgatory. Yeah, where, where he's property the Mets. I think the MLB is still trying back to, f- to school. I think the MLB is still trying to figure out the rule. They're like, oh, sh- like shit. Like what happens? With him? <laughs> <laughs> this was a mistake. So what does he do in this period? But where he can't go back to school, but like he can't play. Well, I he heard can't he might go back to school, he, he, but his he, agent won't let him. Yeah, Morris won't let him. So is he gonna pay? him while he's, just he's gonna in this work. limbo? I, I have no idea how that's gonna. Wait, work. we should get him to the Olympics. Out. Yeah, that's that's, gonna, that's, that's we got a team point. India. Let's, uh, I don't know. Or, no, no, start no. A team or India. Frankie, Frankie can get him on. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Vent. Uh, we'll break the news of like, <laughs> I don't know. Or we'll get him um under the the South Florida Federal League. Yeah, well, the Federal League. All right, Kumar, yeah. if you want to come, I got you. I have the hook up at ninety eight. Oh my god! All right, shower thoughts next as we move it along here on business on top. <laughs> The Business on Top Podcast. We back. Episode 39. Coming back from the break real quick before we get into the second half of the show. Our action-packed second half of the show. We want to remind you guys to take a quick second to like, comment, subscribe, rate, re-rate, re-review, unsubscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. Tell your friends. Nailed tell it. Tell your family. Tell your grandmas. Tell your grandpas. Tell the people tell at your Taco Bell drive-thru. Tell, tell yeah. everyone you see to listen, to watch. I don't think you can fool them anymore. The you can't get a discount. No, there's still discounts coming. Free Not water. this week. <laughs> Free smells like Jimmy John. Free smells. Well, <laughs> yes, for now. We got some We got some good discounts coming. There's some good soon. discounts we'll oh, coming we'll up. We'll give you free smells, too, but you know, there's there's three of us in here, and this is not a not a huge studio, so ours are probably not yeah. as good as... Well, it wouldn't be free. You need VIP. We, we're selling <laughs> VIP tickets to yeah, watch the show in we're person. Doing, we're going to do a remote somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But um, speaking of smells... We're going to go in front of the carpet store down the street to a remote. <laughs> speaking of smells... Um, we touched on this briefly uh, going into it. I don't know if all of us have seen it, but mac and cheese ice cream? What the hell yeah, is going on in this world? I, I don't understand why everybody feels the need to do certain certain things. Like the chicken sandwich craze, as good as it is and as, a lot, as, as good tasting as a lot of these places have come out with chicken sandwiches, that's a little overrated. As far as the mac and cheese ice cream, though, I think we've gone too far. I mean... Do you remember as a kid, there used to be, um, like, the Harry Potter copycat uh, jelly beans? There was a fictional jelly bean company in the Harry Potter franchise, and um, and Jelly Belly would do this thing where they God. would create, like, the weird flavors, and yeah. one of them was, like, a booger Vomit. flavor. Yeah. Yeah. 
it, it almost feels like somebody out there is trying to do the same thing. Did somebody see the the? Did you see the May Oreo? That was another weird one that they were advertising. No, I, I just don't get. It. I mean, like May Oreo. Oreo that shit's. May, may, like mayo, mayo and, and oh, Oreo mayo, I Oreo may, flavored mayo. I thought may like the month. No, may, no, 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 no. Oreo. No, it ended up not being mayo. a real thing. I don't know if that's here, disgusting. Look it up in the thing, and I'll show. I mean, like, show there's so much good you, food out there. Here, do your, that. Um, oh, yeah, I got it. like mac and cheese is great by itself. Ice cream is great by itself. I mean, Mayo, Oreo. Who's ordering yeah. mac and cheese ice cream? Oreo Speedwagon. Who? I mean, it's getting oh, sorry, out of that hand. That was useless. It's, it's getting out of hand with these food combos. What is what is aside from that? What is the weirdest flavor of anything you've seen to date? Because they have like this avocado ice cream, and it just uh, doesn't seem to me like avocado would would go well with anything frozen. Yeah. What um, about? I mean, this isn't a real thing, but tuna ice cream. Ugh, that's terrible. Let me see. Let's look at the weirdest ice cream flavors. But um, yeah. I'm on it. I don't know. They kind of went a little overboard with I mean, mac and cheese ice cream. It's not a good. Uh, Only in America. Cheese, People love mac cheese and cheese and ice cream. Fat, like sugar, like fat, like there, cholesterol mm, pumped, diabetes mean, infused. Let me just say this without trying to offend everybody in the Midwest. <laughs> there is a reason why, if no matter where you're living in the country, if all you eat is cheese and dairy and carbs and chocolate. That you're gonna balloon up because it's it is not sustainable, people, to no. have mac and cheese flavored ice cream. Yeah, it's one thing to eat mac and cheese as like a side. You know, if you go to Boston Market, like more power to you. But mac and cheese and ice cream, you gotta pick one, guys. Yeah. This is this is not okay. Who who thought of that? Is, I don't know. Is it a, a restaurant or like a? I don't know who came out with it. And honestly, it doesn't really matter who it is. It I doesn't matter if it's Kraft. Or Ben and Jerry, but whatever. I can't find this mayo. You know Oreo what? You thing. know what? Impromptu, get the hell out of here! Whoever came up with mac and cheese ice cream, and whatever the, company, whatever person, you need to be fired, and um, you need to go back to the drawing board. And, and find whoever thought else. about the stupid mayo Oreo. Yeah, mayo Oreo, get out yeah. of here as well. My should God. should our next food challenge be? I try to eat an entire container of mayo Oreo. Yeah. Ugh. No. Yeah. Ugh. We'd what if, dead. what if we do like one of those, one of those uh, like pint jars of mayo, and then I try to eat a whole sleeve of Oreos with that? Would that yeah. be the same? We could pull enough money together, oh, I think, to make it worth so it. Gross. I couldn't do it. <laughs> but, Have you ever just had a spoonful of mayo? That just yeah. seems disgusting in and of itself, let alone like multiple. Oh wait, are you guys a fan of mayo in I, general? I like mayo, and I know where you're going with this. If anybody's seen Undercover Brother, like obviously. But yeah, mayo mayo's good on a nice nice little turkey sandwich. sandwich. Nah, you that's switch about uh, it. a little mayo mayo on your whopper, very good. Yeah, BK. mayo on a burger I hate sandwich, mayo. that's it, but but nothing else. Mayo but. mayo's good in small doses, but I yeah, I prefer to combine the mayo with a little Dijon mustard. If I'm gonna make like a like a ham and turkey, put a little Dijon on the top and then some mayo on the bottom. When you cut your bread in half, do you cut it? All right, we're we're not going down the rabbit hole of like the chopped <laughs> like Food Network segment. So before we just, we can, all can ruin you just our answer, a- can you just answer the question really quickly? When you cut a PB and J or like another sandwich on wheat bread, do you cut it diagonal? Diagonal. diagonal. Okay, we're yeah. all in agreement. There. All right, that is diagonal. The answer. That's a cr- unanimous answer. Before we lose our appetites uh, for our post show feeding, 
let's touch on um i think it was today actually that uh first off has anyone ever flown frontier airlines multiple times no. to visit our uh, good friend of the show out in denver okay oh. <laughs> I've, I, I, never, I've, I've never i've never taken a, frontier. i'll be honest with you i've never had a problem with them um i know where you're going with this i've had only good experiences on frontier okay well that's news to me i've not only have I never heard of anyone flying Frontier prior to tonight, but I would never book a flight on Frontier. But uh, a video went viral today of, um, I guess, some passenger. Probably was, I think he was in his young 20s. It looked like he was probably in college. And he, like, groped a flight attendant and, like, was cursing them out. Let me, let me do this. And this is from Gizmodo.com. I don't want. I, we want to be journalistically responsible yes. here, because what is business on top if not a journalistically responsible, responsible. institution? Yes, we reference right. our sources. And so they're saying, according to ABC Six, which I believe is the Philadelphia affiliate, uh, a 22-year-old Norwalk, Ohio resident, Max Barry, Maxwell Barry, allegedly assaulted a male flight attendant and groped two other female flight attendants while on board a flight from Philadelphia to Miami. Yeah. Can I just stop there and say how like how not surprising it is that this was a flight that was inbound to Florida that somebody would act like this specifically have Miami we lost, have we all lost our minds in in yeah. the tri-county area because I mean I think everybody here has lost the plot this yep. kid was a scumbag now he was definitely under the influence that doesn't that doesn't like reduce the situation at all the kid was a scumbag well they had a, um, what do they have to yeah, do yeah well the flight attendants duct taped him to the chair for the duration of the flight which I mean uh I don't know. I thought it was like a non-violent act. I mean, they're taping him to a chair. It's a like, trend. Like, just start duct taping. What, what are they supposed to do? He's, he would just keep groping people yeah, if yeah. they didn't do anything about it. They couldn't handcuff him. Yeah. So duct taping yeah. him to the chair. And they got suspended for it? Well, that's, yeah. that's the thing. That's the kicker. They got they got put on paid leave to do that. I, oh, I believe it was paid, paid leave. leave. Oh, no. I, I just read suspended. I don't know if they're actually getting paid. So uh, this Gizmodo article, it leads with paid leave. Okay. Um, good, good. I All guess right. they're yeah, going to do that's some, like a kind vacation. Of, some kind of investigation. Yeah. Uh, which I guess I guess makes sense. And yeah, they they're on vacation, but I'm sure if you told them, look, you can either have a normal day at your job and yeah, yeah. not have I to mean, take time off, yeah. or have to deal with this guy and you get put on paid leave. I'm sure they're going to take the first option. Right. Yeah. It's not a. Uh, they wouldn't want to be in the situation, but the kid, the the main part or the most important part is the kid got arrested. Or they said he was in custody. I'm, I, I'm assuming they're going to charge him with, I don't know, assault or whatever. Whatever they end up charging him with. Um, Good. Yeah, it's not have you Have you ever had an encounter? I don't know if anything's going to get that quite extreme or it made the news. But have you ever had like an encounter or seen a confrontation on a plane? I had one. I, it was years ago. And I, I still am annoyed to this to this day. I, I wouldn't say. I, it's normally over like the baggage situation. It's usually like the last person on the plane who's, like, trying to ram their bag into a full, like, overhead, right? And they're just, like, we're trying to take off, and this person always has the biggest carry-on. I've seen that a couple times. The most, yeah, to... the most annoying thing is when you have, like, Cruella DeVille and her, like, giant velour coat or whatever you call it, <laughs> and she's stuffing that in the overhead compartment that's supposed to be for bags. Lady, this is not, like, the fashion show at, at the Louvre, okay? Like, yeah. this is a flight to JFK. Yeah. You need to save some bags for everybody else. Yeah. Especially me, because I'm just trying, down, to get, trying to get to a baseball eat game. Eat your bag of peanuts this, uh, yeah. and just be happy you're on a flight. Impromptu, get out of here. Right? Eat your yeah. stale pretzels and, like, 
eight-ounce bottle of water, and you enjoy it. You're <laughs> eight ounces? Coach. You're in coach with me. Eight ounces would be a, an upgrade. Yeah, the one, the one <laughs> confrontation that I got into uh, was baggage-related, as, as you had said before. Flying back from, it's a two-hour flight. It's Atlanta to West Palm. I've got I've got my bag in two rows behind me because the overhead compartment in my row was was taken up. That's me- that's like a that would give me a lot of anxiety if I had to put my bag behind where I was sitting because that's like I mean you you're gonna have to wait for everyone to get off the plane. Well, no, I tried to be a little bit more efficient and. You know this bag was this bag was not that heavy. I imagine. I mean, this bag was like thirty, maybe thirty pounds, but probably way less. I imagine you like on the descent, like you know when you hear the wheels, like, like kind of like come up from the bottom yeah. of the plane, like Shane's like unbuckles his seatbelt and is like, like gripping onto the seats, like trying to make his yeah. way back to his luggage. I'm like, uh, I'm like Sully, Captain yeah, yeah. Sully in that movie. Yeah. Except just going back to get my own bags. Yeah. So. The plane lands, the bag's clearly behind me. Somebody's standing up in the aisle, and, like, right, we're in row 34. You got a lot of time. It's not like I'm inconveniencing you. I said, you know, like, excuse me, can you, would you be able to do me a favor and pass the bag? And so she looks at me like this was the most, and this is, this is somebody that's, like, in their 40s at the most, maybe early 50s, does not, like, she was able to get up out of her seat so quickly that I figured that it wouldn't be a big deal to pass the bag forward to me. I've seen people do it before. It's not that tough of a request. If somebody asked me to do it, I'd be happy to do the same thing because it'll get you out of my way quicker. It's tougher if you're a guy, though. No, I know. Yeah. I, I I understand that. But essentially, what I said was, "Can you push? Can you, you know, hand me the bag?" All you have to do. It's very very simple motion. I'm reaching from one side of my chair to the other side of my chair. I mean, you're talking maybe two or three feet. And this lady turns to her friend and very loudly says, the nerve of him to ask me to pass my bag. So then I started barking at her pretty much the, the entire way. I was like, well, first I said, I'm sorry. I didn't think that that was that big of an inconvenience to you. And she kept going, the nerve, the nerve, the nerve. And eventually I had it. And I, ba- I, I yelled at her pretty much from the time that we all walked to the front of the plane to the time that we walked out into the gate where, where the terminal is and, and the rest of the people are. And I said, you know what? Karma's a B. So, who was wrong? Was I wrong? Because this was a, this was a topic of very... It was very, a pretty simple ask. This like, was a topic like of very intense discussion at my household. Because my, my mom was telling me, you can't ask a lady to uh, grab something heavy and hand it, hand it forward to you. But you said it wasn't but heavy. It wasn't that heavy. It wasn't that heavy. It was, it was, my, um, it was my carry-on bag, but it was mm-hmm. not heavy. I didn't think that, that it was that big of an ask, but that was, that was the biggest confrontation I've ever gotten on or gotten in on a flight. But uh, apparently it could have been worse. I could have been naked and screaming and duct taped to a chair. Yep. It's no. always there's worse. Always, I was gonna say there's always my next flight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You never know. Are you a window or an aisle? Window. Oh, okay. I'm an aisle man. Okay, I'm a window. The, the problem is I drink beer at the airport, okay. and I gotta pee, and I don't want to inconvenience anybody, especially if I'm on a like a two plus hour flight. I gotta be in the aisle. I can, I can stick with being in the. I can stick with being in the window for probably about two hours. 
Well, you guys know me. I, I just fall asleep, so... Man, yeah. that's the craziest, I don't care. most enviable talent. Yeah. The, so the window has a couple pros. One, you have a wall to rest your head on, like, yep. you know, if you were to lean one way, if you were able to go to sleep on a plane. Um, two, I can't sit in the aisle. I've learned the hard way. Um, I have broad shoulders, yeah. so when I sit, in I the, hate getting brushed by somebody, the part, and they don't yeah. ever say like "sorry" or yeah. turn around. It's just bam. Right when I when shoulder. I sit in a uh, an aisle seat, my like pretty much from my left shoulder blade on is hanging outside of the chair. So like there was, I remember one specific flight. I I fell asleep. I was in a deep sleep, and it felt like somebody body like checked Patrick you? Willis just like ran <laughs> through my shoulder. I just got like just cold hard metal just running through my shoulder blade of uh getting truck stick by the the, the beverage yeah. cart. Take the window and, boys. Um, oh, not not only that, I have a I have a habit the of like beverage cart's worse than somebody. I also stick my leg out, like just like out of habit, like to stretch it out. And you know, I'm tripping people, I got the beverage cart running over my ankles, it's not a good thing. I just just stick me in the window. Team window. Team window. Team aisle. Well, that's it. We're going to go hash this out, but that's enough for tonight. Shane Chernoff, Ben Siegel, VJ Patel. Everybody stay tuned, stay safe. Episode 40, Big Milestone, coming up next week. Cue the music. Cheers. Yeah.